0: Recording has started, so oh, just good. so you know.
1: Okay. So, coming to you from the WJRH studios at Lafayette College in beautiful eastern Pennsylvania, this is Various Breads and Butters.
2: Partly what we've doing in the last couple of episodes is just stealing things from freedom. Because mm-hmm. I've listened to quite a lot of that. But also, I'm a big long-term a of fan of, of Doug Loves movies, and I like all the games he plays, too. The point being, I want to play a round of how long is it. Okay. Oh, God. Michelle, Claire, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Couldn't so be more ready.
2: All right. You're not, you, yeah, Simon,
1: you, you have no questions. <laughs> Simon just, you have no
2: questions. Simon objects to the premise. He we've, doesn't like we've this. We've trained you well.
1: You, All hey, right. you trust us. Here we go.
2: You each have to bid. It's Price is Right style. Oh. Uh,
1: do you guys know we what...
0: We have a guest now, so maybe we should do this later. We well,
2: no, do. the guest can do it too. Okay.
1: Wait, do, do you guys know what Price is Right style is? Sort of. Yes. You, wait, they had to uh, oh, Claire, wait, Claire, can you... Ex- I want Claire to explain what Price is Right style is.
3: <laughs> um... Well, I always said that there were doors and you have to <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so you so think you
1: that this game this game will involve doors, <laughs> so is what you're saying. Um This is like Claire explains the internet. I, w- I want I want Claire to explain prices right rules.
0: I'd rather explain the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. really want Claire to explain just like anything.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, well well Michelle, can you explain prices right rules?
0: There's also a lot of costumes, right?
1: No, that's not this, this any of this. Does this have anything to do with not this? It's be- the bidding portion. Yeah, go, Michelle. What Isn't do
0: you think? it uh you have to guess uh as close to the price as you can without
2: going over? That yes. is prices right, rules.
1: Okay, well a that's, effect, be, we that's what things. I meant. Yeah, and there's no costumes or doors. I know right. things. Michelle's got an old soul.
2: Well, we're gonna do a pre game. Pre pre show game. We'll have quizzes later, but this is a uh, first quiz, so you can jump on this too. This mm-hmm. is the how long is it quiz. Mm-hmm. Okay. the um, first question, I have several that I've prepared. Okay. How long does Austin Powers pee in the Austin Powers movie when he's thawed for the first time? How long is that scene how does the scene take? How long is it? How long does he do it? Now
1: now now Claire and Michelle, do you know this scene of this movie?
0: Yes, nope.
1: Okay,
2: I think it explains she has, itself.
0: She has just as much of a chance of answering yeah, this correctly as anybody. I don't else. think there's
2: any information you need to know except for somebody peed for a really long time in a movie.
1: My sense is that it's going to be like it's like for comedy's sake, it's going to seem like a lot longer than it was, but it's actually in real life they couldn't have made it like. Are you, you know, just are you talking through no, this? I, to no, no, I'm, with I'm a saying bit? like I want to say two minutes, but it can't have been more than thirty seconds. So I'm going to say twenty eight seconds. What do you say, Claire?
3: I will go with 90 seconds. 90
1: seconds. That's a lot of time on the screen. You don't even understand. What do you think, <laughs> Michelle?
0: <laughs> I will go with 45 seconds. 45 What's
4: seconds? My I goodness. I don't know. It just, just feels like I should Yusuf. go Yusuf, what do you think? I would say 30 seconds.
1: But do you know, you, you know the scene that we're talking about from that movie?
4: Uh, I do not. Know. Oh, oh, you I'm don't? I'm familiar okay. with the movie. Okay. Yeah. So you did a
2: smart thing where you at least overbid him, mm-hmm. but you're well enough under... under Michelle. Michelle wins. Michelle wins, It was really? 50 seconds. 50 Hell yeah. seconds, 50 Michelle. Seconds. My,
0: my knowledge of this How movie, they... I guess, is greater than I think it is. How did they do that Way
2: for go, 50 Michelle.
1: seconds?
0: I just remember that scene feeling like it lasted forever. Well, yeah. So 45 seconds seems and about I right. And I do,
1: but I guess I, I, I
2: guess I underestimated my overestimation. Listen, on the next episode, we'll ask Tom Hanks's scene in A League of Their Own, where he as well. You can't tell us that. Because then we're just gonna, go, gonna and go watch the movie. I don't and, think you are. I don't think I am either. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> but I could. You're not just, gonna remember this ten minutes from now. That's I true. I could just Google how long that scene is. That's no, also true. We Next week. Yeah, we're not. Gonna Here's remember. another one. This one's for Simon. Okay. What is the longest winning streak in hockey NHL history?
1: The uh, longest winning streak. I'm gonna say. Um, longest winning streak. I'm gonna say sixteen games. Sixteen games.
2: What Claire, do you think? Claire might be able to do it and name the team. That what would do you be think, Claire? Extra. I Claire. I'm gonna say twelve games. Twelve games. See, a smarter bit would have been seventeen. Yeah, that I, would don't, have been know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what do you think, Michelle? How many games? Seventeen games. Se- oh, oh, see, see? <laughs> you telegraphed that one. What do you think, you? I think
2: we have this set up for us. Eighteen. Eighteen games. <laughs> well, what do you know? You won. <laughs> <laughs> it was twenty-five. Twenty-five games. The Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, from October '79 to January '1980. Wow! Way to go, Flyers! Good for them. No
1: Flyers. ties. Uh, no ties in that at all.
2: Uh, I think they did have ties, but they didn't count that in the statistic. Oh, okay. So did it's like of, of, all, of all of all the streaks,
1: or like of a non non losing streak, maybe. Yeah. Okay.
2: The way, because at least it it still holds because there are many other like a long loss streaks, a lossless streak, which also a lo- Yeah, so lossless streak. we huh. I'll do another one. Okay. How long is Stairway to Heaven?
1: How long is Stairway to Heaven, including all parts, like from from start to end?
2: Well, how else would you gauge the length of a song? Uh, how long is this song? Is it, from the middle of it, it to the two-third is mark? Is it
1: longer or shorter uh, <laughs> than uh, uh, Freebird? Uh,
2: I don't know. Oh, interesting. My, can, haunch, can, my hunch is that it's longer. Can we
1: say it in, in, in terms of number of Freebirds? <laughs> I think it is 1.5 Freebirds. Bird, free Freebirds. <laughs> I don't know which one General. Attorneys General. Attorneys um, General. I'm going to say six minutes and 27 seconds. What do you think, Claire? Six minutes, 27 seconds.
3: Um, I will say... Do you
1: wait? do you know, do you know, uh, Stairway to Heaven? I do know Stairway to Heaven. Led Zeppelin. Yes, Band. I know. Band. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Good. Uh um, You're familiar with music, rock music? Yes. Okay.
3: Um, I'm going to say six minutes. Don't
1: do it. <laughs> Don't do it.
3: <laughs> and 30 seconds.
0: Oh,
1: you did it. What do you think, Michelle? Six minutes, 27, six minutes, 30. What do you think?
0: I'm going to go seven minutes. Seven Thank minutes.
1: You. Okay. Yusuf, what do you think?
4: Hmm. I don't know if the song exceeds seven minutes mm-hmm. but that would only if I went just you can above you do one the second up, well I thought about that one but do you know what I'm gonna go seven minutes and one second
2: seven minutes and one second once again the guest has won it wow it is how
4: eight about, minutes and eight two, minutes two seconds eight minutes and two
1: seconds you're off by a minute and one second wow you big st- uh, Led Zeppelin fan um
4: Somewhat. I I definitely like
2: the song. You definitely
1: time it when you listen to it each time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't want to belabor this, except I do want to do one more. Okay. I was was excited to learn this. Let's do one now. How long is a day on Saturn? How
1: long is a day on Saturn? Mm. Uh, You know, I think I believe. That's the one with rings. I believe that a day on Jupiter is nine hours. Does that help me in any way I don't I don't know can I, just because I said that can someone can Michelle or Claire can you confirm that a day on Jupiter is nine hours and then we'll get to Saturn um I think a day on Saturn is
0: hey a yeah. day on Jupiter is nine hours and 56 minutes oh, so arguably 10 hours. hours
1: okay sure sure but I would have won that um day on Saturn I think they I don't think you would have won because I would have went nine hours you, and you one minute probably would have <laughs> yes. I understand this now i know jupiter the adjective is jovian what's for saturn
2: Saturnalian.
1: i don't know if that's true okay saturnal a day on a saturnal day is um i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with eight hours i think it spins quick eight hours and it's slightly smaller than jupiter eight hours ten stairway to heavens tens ten stairways to heaven (laughs) um what do you think claire is it is it eight hours? Is it more hours? Is it less hours? Um, how many how many parsecs Jupiter, is it? I'm going
3: to say it's
0: more hours and say it's 10 hours. 10 hours,
1: just so it's exactly like Jupiter. Uh, what do you think, Michelle?
0: I'm going to have to pass on this because I accidentally read it while well, looking worst. up the day length of oh. Jupiter. I, but you
1: but know what? I, I, you I appreciate your honesty. What do you think, you Um.
4: Okay, so given the Prices right rules, uh-huh. I'm going to conjecture that they both went over. Okay. And I'm going to say one minute.
2: One minute. That would spin so we fast. We have some news, folks. Oh. Claire has won. Oh. <gasps> Come on. 10 hours and 33 minutes. Yeah. Ten hours and and I, and I didn't write minutes. down the seconds, but Michelle may see. They actually had it down to the seconds. And I got
1: to say, there, it's a very big planet. For for it to spin that quickly, it must be. You yeah, would. I don't understand. You wouldn't be able to walk on there for very long at all.
2: You get disoriented. Yeah, it's a gas giant. <laughs> There's <laughs> not really any place to land. All right, should we start the show? This yeah, was, we didn't even start the show. Yeah, we should start the
4: show.
1: From the WJRH studios on Lafayette campus in beautiful eastern Pennsylvania, this is episode 127 of Various Breads and Butters.
2: Is that good? Yeah, but you skipped it from. The studios of WJRH in Hogue Hall on the beautiful campus no, of Lafayette too much, College. Too much. Here in eastern Pennsylvania. From a room within the eastern part of Northampton County. Studios of WJRH along the Delaware River H- in Shores. In Hall.
1: I'm, I'm trying to but perfect we are my radio voice. various breads and butters. With Ben Burkhouse-Cohen and me, Simon Portmantonov, Out in the studio we've got Claire Swansong Swanson, our intern, and Michelle Hyphen-Polton-Simon, our producer. Uh, in the studio we've got a very special guest today. We have the Bradbury Dyer III, Class of 1964, oh, Director of Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Dyer Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship at Lafayette College, Yusuf Dahl. Thank you for having me. Did I get that right? You're, you're welcome. You did. Off the top but of my head. But why did you
2: say it like you had a, this kind of beam of pride that you had that mm-hmm. you knew his title mm-hmm. as you were reading it from the screen? Because
1: people listening don't know I'm reading it from the screen.
2: <laughs> you think I'm going to cut this?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: No, they know. They, they know. know. They know. Thanks for coming
4: to news. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how are you today? Uh, not bad. Uh, we were selling Girl Scout cookies earlier in oh, Fair we Okay, were doing
2: that, but not at Fair um, mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, we're the household. We're the ones who have to distribute them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Which
1: were which were the most popular? Thin mints, for thin sure. Thin mints, really? for sure, hands down. You Absolutely. know, I gotta say, I, I I do like thin mints. They're fine, but the uh, it's the the caramel the. The caramel ones. Delights. Caramel some, delights yeah. with the coconut. I'd oh. say that's
4: the number two Those selling so item. What, 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 what do you think,
2: Ben? I think that's true. They're yeah. so good. Pe- we were having an argument about the peanut butter ones today. Hey. I forget what they're called. Peanut but butter patties. Yeah, we were like, why? Just, just get a nut butter.
4: Get a nut. Like, one. they're mm-hmm. so
2: clearly inferior. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like a. a or are you of talking
4: a, about peanut butter sandwiches? Because there's two, right? There's the peanut butter patties that have the uh, chocolate, and then there's the peanut butter yeah, sandwiches. Peanut butter sandwich. Okay, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's a very slow moving item.
2: Right. That's true. Should we get, get back to journey? Do journey?
1: Absolutely. Conway, okay, Joe? so I know... Journey question. Yusuf, I Done. know that, that, that uh, Wisconsin is part of your past. Is that where you started? Indeed. Milwaukee, Mal- Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, is that Calumet County or Manitowoc <laughs> County? <laughs> Milwaukee County. Okay. <laughs> what, what, but those are other counties, right? They where did, are. Where did that come from? From Making a Murderer. I have watched all the episodes in like one sitting. And so now I know a lot Two about- counties. I know Wisconsin. a lot about Wisconsin politics yeah. at this point.
2: You're the first person I've ever met from Milwaukee. I don't know any Milwaukeeans. Do you call themselves Milwaukeeans? Milwaukee? Milwaukeeites? Mm,
4: how do we refer to ourselves? We of Milwaukee.
1: Laverne and
2: Shirley's.
4: Um, it's definitely uh, mm-hmm. a big cultural association with oh, the yeah. city. Oh, yeah. They got that statue of the Fonz, too. Did they? They do. They do. do. Have you been to Milwaukee?
2: No, but I've Googled it. (laughs) It's a great city. (laughs) Uh, I think
1: think Alice Cooper uh, explained what uh, Milwaukee means in Wayne's World, the first movie. It's true. Milwaukee. Uh, Oh, what was it? land I forget Mm. anyway we can look that up later (laughs) yeah um so you started So you started in Milwaukee I did yeah
4: I spent almost my entire life in Milwaukee okay um and then left uh, in my early 30s uh, well, to go to graduate school. You
1: gotta go. You gotta you gotta wind, wind it all the way back. So where'd you go to school in Milwaukee?
4: Uh, so I went to Ottawa University, mm, not the Ottawa in Canada. No, there's no, no other right Ottawa. Now. There's so no actually, other Ottawa. this school is based in Kansas. Really? Um, but I attended this school primarily because. Um, so they had a, a unique arrangement where for certain course credits, you could actually um, apply a Microsoft certification. Okay. So kind of my interest was, you know, making sure I was gaining, you know, both the skills that would make me employable, mm-hmm. but, you know, also the credential of, of a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And so as part of that program, I was able to independently obtain several Microsoft certifications mm-hmm. that then apply for credits. But then, of course, were also marketable in the uh, job market. Okay. You got to find Canada. a way.
2: You have to find a way to ask. He doesn't know how to ask. What's And how do you get people to ask? So what were you, what happened for 10 years? 10 and a half years of what? I don't know when you read stories about these guys in jail.
4: What? I mean, obviously that's a prominent part of my story. Um I mean, I speak publicly about it. I am a public speaker, so I, I have a speakers bureau. Yeah and uh yeah i mean this is a, a critical part of my journey and, and i'm happy to to discuss it and talk about it but it is interesting how it, and it's funny because it's it's so publicly available but right. yet some people at times are uh hesitant uh, i i was a canadian
1: that. for almost my entire life <laughs> i'm very nervous about everything <laughs> right. so well story. like the only the only thing i know about the criminal justice system from wisconsin is from making a murderer so i I, you know i would like to have some a different type of story cleanse that
4: you know it's interesting because my story is 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 kind of the archetypal you know inner city kid you know the the the, what is it the um school to prison pipeline Mm -hmm. um so you know i grew up in really conditions of extreme adversity uh, my mother did the best that she could, but it was just her, and, and she had some other issues she was dealing with, chemical and substance abuse issues. And, uh, you know, at a very early age, it was fend for yourself, mm-hmm. and it's just the reality. And um, so, you know, I went out and, you know, did at that moment uh, what was rational to me. And it's interesting because I've I've thought a bit about this, and so, you know, obviously both of you are familiar with the concept of hyperbolic discounting and mm-hmm. how we— You know, in the future, it's just less valuable Mm -hmm. to us. Um, But when you take someone whose present is so bad, Mm -hmm. right? Where like, it's funny because I talk to people, and and, and, you know, very few folks, you know, whether it's here or other places of privilege that I've been, have ever actually experienced a hunger belly, a a, a hunger, or or like a true hunger where you really don't know where the next meal is going to come from. And it's an incredibly, it's just a tough situation. And so when you take a present that is, is miserable and you combine that with just the natural discounting we do for the future, uh, you tend to make decisions that as we're looking at them are not very rational. But for the person at that moment, sure. it is.
2: Yeah. Two questions. Yeah. Yep. A, how, how, many, how big is Milwaukee?
4: About a million people.
2: It's huh. a lot bigger than
4: I thought. There you go. B, a million people. Pick? i maybe one of our engineers can can get the exact stat, but it's mm-hmm. definitely over eight hundred thousand and when I say a million that's the metropolitan area right that oh, includes yeah, yeah. the suburbs Still, that's, that's significant. Yeah.
2: uh and b, how old were you when this went down?
4: Well, I was sentenced to prison uh, for ten and a half years when I was eighteen years old
2: mm-hmm. that doesn't sound good
4: y- you know my perspective i mean people who know me so I, you know I have a daughter mm-hmm. uh ten years old um and uh, she says, uh, Dad, you're weird. And I say, yeah, I am weird. <laughs> you know, but, you know, these these situations, I remember clearly, as you could probably imagine, you don't forget these things. Yeah. But I'm 18 years old, um, and I'm facing over 60 years in prison, Jeez. right? Like, and that, and, but, And we're all familiar with, like, the sentencing laws, right? And these are things yeah. the legislator's trying to roll back now and get under control. But, you know, at the time, I was... Um, involved in all this. This was really at the apex of the war on drugs. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, literally facing 60 plus years in prison. Jeez. And, you know, I'm I'm in this holding cell um, with, you know, whatever, eight other young men, um, predominantly black and brown. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, my entire life could be over right now. I mean, honestly, right? Just think about that. I'm 18. If if I get all 60 years, I'm not walking out of there until I'm probably 40, 50 years old. Wow. And, um, you know, a variety of emotions went through me. Um, but it, it really was one of those situations where I think if you ever interview someone who's had like a near death experience, Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those out of body experiences and it changes Mm -hmm. how you view life. And I think, you know, if, if, if we were describing my personality, I always operate with a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. and I think you know part of it comes from that experience. Wow!
2: So is it uh, those things where you study, or you read a lot, or are you working out all the time, or are you watching a, uh, Maury on TV? Like what's mm-hmm. its- it's above, like, like no yeah. it's, it? It's all
4: of the above, actually. Um, I have no clue. It's all of the above. It's a horrible place. I mean, yeah. make no manner of doubt about it. Yeah. Where was um, it? I spent time in so, any state. So I was a it was in state prison. Um. Any state is going to have you know dozens of prisons throughout the, the mm-hmm. state, right? And, and they'll be based on classification: maximum, medium, minimum. Yeah. Um, so I, I spent time in Wisconsin, but I was also sent out of state to okay. Oklahoma for overcrowding. Yeah. And interestingly enough, you know, there, there's a couple of things when when I think about my life, uh, common threads mm-hmm. that run through it, and really it's this unwavering belief that God Mm -hmm. had a plan for my life. Because I was sentenced, uh, like I said, to to Wisconsin prison. They moved me out of state because of overcrowding. Now, when you go out of state, um, you you, you get like zero contact with your family and friends, right? Because like, you know, like my mother didn't have a driver's license. So they move you 12 hours away and you're just like disconnected. So at first thought, you're like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) in the out-of-state prisons, the private prisons were less controlled than the wisconsin prison so much more violence much more drugs you know they're hiring people for prison guards making like 10 bucks an hour yeah so it's not the type of job where you're really concerned about your performance and having this job the next year you're just waiting for the oil rig to open back up you're going to get paid more etc so anyways I, i get sent to um this facility in oklahoma and I get moved to a pod. So a pod, So any. Th- think about the colleges at a big university system. Any prison is going to be broken up into different like housing blocks because you can't contain all five thousand people in in one sure. location, right? So I'm put on a pod that is dedicated to helping people get their GEDs, and it so happens that on this pod is a guy who defrauded the Kohler Corporation, and you're familiar with Kohler, Wisconsin, like yeah. the big golf course, the, the yeah, yeah. plumbing fixture manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defrauds oh. these guys out of like I don't know millions of dollars, and like you don't mess with the Kohlers in Kohler, Wisconsin, I would not right? Think so, so yeah, they slam this guy. So a guy named Jesse Sw- Swanson. Jesse was from the Northeast, had a master's degree in electrical engineering, uh-huh. and uh, he taught me really uh, the foundations of computer repair, computer programming. Wow! That intervention, more than anything else, enabled me to, you know, start the journey that led me to this moment. And it's wow. just, I mean, luck, right? Yeah. Random luck. If had it not been for that encounter, yeah. who knows what yeah. would have happened? This dude had a computer in his room. <laughs> when wow. the state of Wisconsin would come to do, you know, their checks, yeah. they would remove the computer out of Jesse's room so the state of Wisconsin would not see it. Yeah. And then once the, you know, <laughs> uh, review was done, they would move it back. I mean, wow. this guy was. So anyways, we ended up setting up a computer network for the folks in that pod to help them get their GED. And that's mm-hmm. how I learned about networking computers and repairing them. Yeah. Um so I mean guess going back to your original question of what it's like in, in 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 those facilities it's 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 an issue of how you choose to spend your time.
1: Okay so so you are are you in for the the whole 10 and a half years?
4: No so okay. I got out at, after 5 years. Okay. So I was 23 years old and I got out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, and, 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 so, you and so,
1: so you have you have some new skills. You have a you have a GED at that point? So, I do. I okay. do
4: and I and I have um um I was released relatively abruptly. Yeah. So, again, overcrowding is becoming an issue. Uh, You know, when I was sentenced, um, we were at the apex of the war on drugs. Now, five years later, there's a new governor. Right. Things are beginning to shift. And I literally went from, uh, you know, this deferral, which is what happens when you see the parole board. They don't release you. So I go back and they're like, "Okay, we're going to let you out. Wow. So I have like 60 days. They ship me from Oklahoma back to uh, Wisconsin. Wow. And, you know, 60 days later, I, you know, I, I show up uh, on my mother's uh, doorstep and, you know, you know, my mother, again, bless her soul, was the greatest influence in my life, was still struggling at mm-hmm. that time with drugs and alcohol. So, you know, I'm back in this situation. I literally, I had a pair of dress shoes that my mother had saved from my sentencing. Wow. I literally wore the soles out of those shoes going door to door to businesses asking for a job, and I, I remember one wow. incident in particular. So I have my suit on, I have my, my shoes on. Milwaukee. I go to a McDonald's, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, I'm not deluding myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 23 years old. I want to work more than anything. I'm yeah. strong, yep. but there's no real validation for my skill set. I have no employment history, sure. right? So, so I go into the McDonald's and I say, "Can I talk to the manager?" And you know, the guy comes to the counter and I'm sure he's thinking I'm going to p- complain about my coffee or my order. And I extend my hand and I say, my name's Yusuf Down, I'd like to talk about joining your team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you could like see the yeah. guy was taken aback. I'm sure this doesn't happen all the sure. time. At least someone, you know, is as is, is well-dressed as I was. And so he comes out and we sit at one of the booths and, you know, I fill out the application, we chat and never called me back. Huh. And it was, it got really, really hard. Yeah. Like, I mean – and the thing is, again, you know, people who know me, and I've, I've tempered it some bit as I've aged, but I was ex- very extreme. Like, I w- when I was in prison, I would stand outside in the cold just to enter my body to the cold weather so that when I came home and I knew I would be on the bus stop, I wouldn't get discouraged. In any event, man, I, I couldn't find work. It was terrible. And uh, I was almost ready to give up. Mm-hmm. And I get a call. I go back to my mother's house. And, and when I say my mother's house, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm using that term loosely. She was in a rooming house. Yeah. So we literally shared one room, and there was a bathroom that we shared with five other people who oh were God, in this, this, this area. Uh, anyway, so we, um, I get back there, and there's a voicemail message for, from a temporary agency that has a job for me, making minimum wage two hours away from Milwaukee, two-hour bus ride away from where we lived man. in Milwaukee. And I jumped on it, and I've never been unemployed since. Wow.
1: I don't. I, I, I can't imagine being as motivated as you were. I I would have given up so many different I, times I don't
4: along the way. That I do. the The human, the human spirit is so resilient. It's very. It's this is also
2: complicated. Uh, because I had you know, relatively speaking, a, a privileged upbringing, and um, it was it was able to do things that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Then it feels like uh, there's an inauthenticity to like trying to create adversity to like see how it struggles. Like when you see. Like wealthy people doing these hard, uh, I, I don't know, putting themselves into the tough positions, mm-hmm. um, just to see if they can make it. Like an escape room. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, <not> that. <laughs> no, it is kind of like an escape room. Like yeah. just this fabricated scenario to say, can I overcome this? Yeah, this difficulty versus like something which was legitimate and authentic. Like you don't. You were saying earlier, Simon, the mm-hmm. from point A to point B. Like you look backwards from where the end was and see how you got there, as if it was all straight. Yeah. That adversity doesn't always go like from point A to point B. Like we don't all get through
4: it. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I'm, this isn't leading to a final point.
4: I agree with you. Some people, you know, yeah. seek this out. I'll always That's get a...
2: frustrated with my my mom. Will make comments if she gives me news from home about mm-hmm. someone who fallen on hard times mm-hmm. or some oblique reference to someone who got into trouble. And not all the time, but often it's followed up with like, "Well, we just we didn't raise our kids that way." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you yeah. Know, <laughs> It's like I don't think that's the explanation. Like, she, because I haven't fallen into that trouble. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, we raised our kids right to not do that. Like, as if it's the simple explanation. Well, I,
1: I think I think people want this hat to think that there's a sense of control, and so I think people discount um, luck or discount things that just happen. But so much of this stuff is, you don't necessarily have control over. It's how you sort of respond, I guess, to those things. You're, that uh, happen.
2: you're tiptoeing towards a good Karl Marx quote.
1: What's that? <laughs> What is it?
2: We, we want to make our decisions based on free will, but we don't make those decisions on conditions that we choose. Mhm. That's that's a terribly mangled. You version. know
1: what? I I honestly I thought you said Groucho Marx and I thought that's not funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> um no, now, so let's move along. Yeah, so fair so enough, so, so you went from a, a, a minimum wage job 2 hours away to
4: Yeah, so I had that position which I, you know, I don't know if anyone has worked in a warehouse, but it was backbreaking work. Mm-hmm. I yeah. So while I was working this warehouse job, I took a, um, in the state of Wisconsin, if you want to work for a civil service position, you take this general exam uh-huh. and then they just put your name on a list. Mm-hmm. And so in order to be qualified for like an office position, you had to be able to type 30 words a minute or something sure. like that. Thank heavens, man. I got a call interviewed and got that job essentially as, um, you know, an administrative assistant, um, better than building shelves in yeah, a warehouse. Yeah, And you, and yeah. you, and you had insurance. Yeah. Uh, you had some space to think. Uh Um, So that's when I got my certifications. From there, I got hired. This was my big break. I got hired by Milwaukee County as an IT analyst. So before I ever had a bachelor's degree, because I had those certifications, I got a job making $40,000 a year. Oh, wow. And from there, I was able to get a bachelor's degree
2: how did this evolve to the skill of housing yeah, reform yeah. and housing work
4: yeah so um i went from milwaukee county to reader's digest where i was a software developer so i was in a position to be able to buy a home mm-hmm. and not a home in the suburbs and have that type of money but you know at this point there were parts of milwaukee that were gentrifying and so i bought in a neighborhood that had seen some investment recently by the city so i buy the home and i don't know less than a year later the foreclosure crisis hit. It was like a tsunami wow. in in my neighborhood. I mean, literally, at least sixty percent of the homes on my block went into foreclosure.
1: Yeah, no, not yours, but the ones around you. The
4: ones around me. Jeez. And, you know, I had to make a decision. What was I going to do? And I remember distinctly thinking, if people like me do not fight to make these communities better, right? And so, without you know really any formal training, I bought the house next door to mine and I was the painter the carpet layer the plumber wow um, and renovated it. it took way too long cost way too much but I learned a lot and was able to rent it out and be profitable and you know that was the start of something that grew to 200 units of affordable housing in the city of Milwaukee Wow
2: how long until 200 seven years so what's the move from there to uh, this little Princeton place yeah yeah yeah
4: I remember, um, you know, being in prison and, you know, just reading the works of folks like, you know, Cornell West, right? He was very influential to me um, when I was in prison and some of these other, you know, scholars. And you would imagine places like Princeton, you know, what you can't even from someone in my background, in my set of experiences, that's like another world. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to compete against the best. The plan was. To go to Princeton, uh, study public policy, and go work at HUD mm-hmm. and get some exposure and experience with tax credits. Because you, when you. So, HUD, you
1: mean federal? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah.
4: yes. Housing and Urban Economic mm-hmm. Development and You wanted so, to work for Ben Carson. Well, so. <laughs> in the, in that, in the, well, that's the interesting thing because once Trump got elected, yeah. it was like, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't, I'm in a position in life and I thank God every day, I don't need to deal with that level of aggravation. Yeah. So, so after Princeton, um, I was informed of this opportunity by the director of their entrepreneurship center. Mm-hmm. At the time, had not heard of Lafayette. Yep. Um, I, I did my research, and it was incredibly um, obvious to me uh-huh. that in a short period of time, I could have a transformative impact on this institution. Mm-hmm. You know, when I looked at our students, the quality of our students. When I looked at the engagement of our alumni network, mm-hmm. you know, which reminds me a lot of Princeton, people care and love ab- love this institution. Oh, yeah.
2: So when did it change from being ideal to dire? Yeah.
4: Yeah. And um, this was uh, last semester, and it's been in the works for some time. I would say probably three or four months after I was here. Okay. Abu. Our says, Provost. Yes, Abu mm-hmm. Rizvi. F- he says Yusuf. Uh, uh, an alum wants to meet with you. Mm-hmm. And this is not uncommon, I mean, I was on campus three days before a trustee mm-hmm. met with me and like laid out his whole vision. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. like, like, so, you know, I remember sitting in front of a uh, Markle with mm-hmm. him on the bench and this guy knew so much about entrepreneurship centers. Mm-hmm. Hell, he knew more than me. I mean, I just started. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I remember we had a trustee who was a college president. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just got here, right? I know who he is yeah. now. But at the time, I just you're just hearing these different titles and yeah, names. Yeah. And I thought that's who this was. I yeah. was like, oh, he must be a college president. Uh-huh. Well, come to find out, he's not a college president. Uh, he owns a hedge fund. Uh-huh. And uh, he's an investor. And he wanted to invest in an entrepreneurship center. So he knew a hell of a lot about them. Okay. And, you know, I think oh, he, he did his research. Yeah. He, he absolutely <laughs> did. I mean, he's a tremendous asset um, um to what we're trying to do and so we really hit it off uh, he believed in the vision um, and he contributed six million dollars to to bring this to life wow
2: so um how do you get faculty on board it's not a uh, faculty aren't aren't the biggest fans
4: well right like anything we we have to put some subtlety to our analysis mm-hmm. right and so i would never I, first of all i would categorically argue and deny that all faculty are against it Mm because it's simply not the case. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would say the majority of faculty are uh, on board. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you know, our students are competing in a world that's flat. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the next frontier of competition, it lies in innovation. And so I think most faculty actually get it. Um I think what and this is just by dint of the fact how higher education is administered a small group of people rightness exists in politics writ large yeah. Yeah, yeah. a right. small group of really active and vocal folks mm-hmm. can have a disproportionate impact or presence that is, and I think that's what's happening
1: I think part of it is is what is that yep. and is it just you know the, the the worst version is this is business trying to find mm, trying mm, trying to make mm, money trying mm, to you know mm. dragons den all you know all that stuff, and that's not what it is. Dragons den. That's wait is that isn't that the thing? What's that? Is Isn't that the Canadian version of what's the one where they where they try and get people to buy Shark, Shark Tank? Shark Tank. <laughs> dragons Den is called in Canada. Sorry. <laughs> what Shark Tank? Anyway, much TV. <laughs> I try.
2: Um, did you think of that wearing your Roots sweatshirt? Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> I assume you would argue that it's much more than that.
4: Yes, absolutely. Um, I often say we don't have business here, don't need business. We have something better Mm -hmm. uh, than business. Podcasts. We've got (laughs) got this podcast. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, At the core of innovation and entrepreneurship is being able to function at the intersection Mm -hmm. of disciplines. Right? It wasn't. Just being able, like, look at what I did in housing, right? It wasn't just about being able to fix the houses. That was a core piece of it, but also compile the financing Mm -hmm. to be able to sell the vision.
1: And so give us some examples of of things that you've done at the Dyer Center.
4: So we operate on three different levels, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a curricular element, which is what we're trying to build out co-curricular is where really most of our effort has been spent to date. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done a number of great things on the co-curricular side. So we obviously have this lecture series where we bring alums um, who've had high impact in the world and Mm -hmm. we bring them back for kind of intimate conversations, discussions. So we had Chip Berg here uh, last year, CEO of Levi Strauss. We're bringing in Bill Wagner in April, who's the CEO of Log Me In. Mm -hmm. And Bill Wagner got his history degree from Lafayette. Oh, I didn't know that. Is the
2: genesis, like, did he have a lot of trouble through Moodle, like, logging in when he was a student? <laughs> yeah. And it like, I gotta, drove I him this to out. innovate? Yeah, 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 there you I go. I cannot <laughs> log in. <laughs> log me so, in.
4: So we've done competition. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just did our real estate investment case competition. Mm-hmm. It's just basic financial literacy, and this is not endemic to Lafayette. I think higher ed in general does a dismal job of equipping students with these basic skills when they graduate. Mm-hmm. Dismal job at the dismal science. There you mm. go. See
2: that? There, I do see that. Are you working up an episode title based on that?
1: Oh, gosh. I got to do that, don't I?
2: Yeah. I know. Well, I think that does naturally lead. This is an easy segue. We Good. don't have to force it. Yeah. yeah. To music that you liked at ages 10, 20, and 30. I think it does. That I do think it. most listeners thought, well, you're talking about entrepreneurship. No forcing it it there. It's so it. right it. to it. Yeah. And I guess, like, for the sake of time, we don't. I don't have to belabor. I don't even have to be saying this right now. No. But um, I just don't want to ask, at age 10... As you were growing up, um, what your favorite music was?
4: So 10 and maybe going a little bit older. So teens, Mm -hmm. definitely probably rap music. So Mm -hmm. this was at the era that NWA had come out. Mm -hmm. And so so rap music, I mean, while there were certainly other things I liked as well, I would say that would have been my Mm go-to. So was
2: NWA a favorite?
4: Uh, Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm
2: -hmm. All right. Did that change when you were 20? Indeed. You were incarcerated. I was. Mm
4: -hmm. And I'll tell you. Around the age of twenty, um, I got an opportunity to listen to the uh, seminal nineteen seventy one LP, "What's Going On" oh, by Marvin yes. Gaye, uh-huh. and I distinctly remember this. But mm-hmm. he starts it off with the question, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And through the rest of the album, it's like this this monologue, and he he's 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 you know talking about these things, and it's the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. it's you know ecological disaster, it's drug abuse and poverty, mm-hmm. yeah. and at the end of the album is the song makes me want to holler and at the very end he lets out this guttural yell Mm -hmm. "Ah!" and i remember being in my cell listening to this and i started crying wow and i could not listen to anything else for like a week wow moved away from rap music in my 20s and i would say that was where i kind of really embraced some of the socially conscious music wow now age 30. so it's interesting because i'm still in my 30s you know i've started to embrace a lot more uh country music
1: oh anyone yes. in particular
4: um so i again i like older country for sure so even like you know at that time in my 20s where i was embracing kind of the soul r&b it was the older soul r&b right so james brown marvin Gaye. yeah I, yeah I, I mean so like I, I like a lot of george Strait. Mm-hmm. okay um, that's old school Randy travis mm-hmm. Um, so I have this CD collection. You know how Time Life puts those compilations together. I don't know if they, they do it do anymore. It? No, but you know what I'm talking it. about. Yeah. <laughs> of our age, did so you get it for a ha- penny? No. I, I, I was ordered? it Freedom it? Rock? No. Eight CDs of oh. country classics. No,
1: that's what I call music. That's no, that's what I call country music. <laughs> no. Okay.
4: Yeah.
2: On to the quiz. <laughs> oh, we have, quiz. Quiz. we have
4: a
1: quiz. Have Let's a do it quiz quiz today. A quiz. We had the
2: pre-show. How long is it? Quiz. That was fun. And now we've got the realer. That was that was
1: one of your best quizzes. I'm going to say that right now. That was a great quiz. Why, thank you. I bet this isn't going to be very good at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Today's quiz are, are these real Milwaukee things or not? Oh, "Oh, I'm going to win this. Let's do it. And the first one, by the way, is the mic check question. So it's always an easy one just to make sure we get the flavor. Make sure the the sound is good, yes. I like a double, uh, I like two-factor verification on quizzes. You do. First first is I explain what it is, and the second is that we do the mic check, just to confirm.
1: You're like the YubiKey of this podcast.
2: That's exactly what I was thinking, Mm -hmm. the YubiKey of this podcast. Yes. (laughs) You <laughs> <UB> key. Yep. <laughs> Always oh. you keying.
1: Yep. That's that's you. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> that's the the two the the two FA jokes are just flying hard and heavy in this podcast that's right now. I don't know what he's saying okay. <laughs> well, let's start the quiz. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, I, I can go. Okay. All right. The first one. I think we've even nodded to this. Sure. Hmm. Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Laverne uh, a staple of Milwaukee. Both. Laverne, Do you think so? I believe. Is both this a Laverne, real thing about Milwaukee or not? Yes. Both Laverne Penny Marshall and Shirley. Piece.
1: Though they are fictional characters, are fictional characters who are really from Milwaukee. What do you think, Claire? Uh, yes. Okay. What do you think, Michelle? This. Yes. Yes. Yusuf, yes.
2: All right. Easy yes. We got the mic check. Yep. Now, and Pfeffer Incorporated. Yep. Actually, this, this quiz, the first few are usually pretty easy. Then it gets hard. But this one gets hard right, right away. Is it Lenny
1: and Squiggy? Because I will say yes. <laughs> no. Okay.
2: Real or not. Yeah. Is Milwaukee the home to the baseball team that won a one-day playoff with the far superior Baltimore Orioles on the last day of the season in 1982, scarring the fragile childhood of a future campus-based podcast (laughs) co-host, though allowing the self-same child to watch those beautiful Orioles storm back to dominate the entire 1983 season Mm -hmm. out of revenge and rise to world champions?
1: I would say... Real or not... (laughs) I would say real. I hope. I believe some. Uh, was Milwaukee
2: really home to the w- baseball team? One Robin that Yount series of events
1: was involved in that series Paul of events. Molitor? Paul Molitor was Would you call them Harvey's Wallbangers? The Milwaukee Brewers, I believe, yes. What do you think, Claire? Yes. <laughs> Michelle, you want to think about this? Is it a real Milwaukee thing or not? Yeah.
0: It's lacking detail yeah. to really flesh it out, but I'm still so. going to go yes.
2: Okay, what do you think, Yusuf? Yes. Yes. That's a yes. That's a yes. Ready to go, folks. Oh, good. All right, third, one. third uh, one. Disgraced vice president Spiro Agnew, who's from here. Spiro Agnew is from. Is he from Milwaukee? By the way, this episode should come out around President's Day, so this is pr- tied to uh, presidential trivia. Okay, I, I our listeners expect multi-layered entertainment. and relevant
4: yeah
1: because I'm Canadian I wouldn't know this but I'm gonna say he was Nixon's vice president is that true
4: oh yeah that's true he's a bad dude
1: Sparrow Agnew I'm gonna say I I mean I can't even I don't even know what kind of name Sparrow Agnew is so I can't even place it is it doesn't it sound Greek I don't know is there there a large Greek community in Milwaukee certainly Greek okay then yes Uh, what do you think Claire oh
3: did I give a clue
1: no um no no no, no not Claire yeah Oh Claire, uh, what do you think, Did Michelle? You say no Claire. I'm Eau gonna Claire. go no. Uh, okay,
4: I'm gonna go no. No,
2: it's a no. No. He's from Baltimore. Oh God, <laughs> great. He's not still around, right? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Okay. He must have. He must have passed away some time ago.
1: I'll check. I'll check it out.
2: All What's right. Next the next question? one. Uh, Milwaukee was made famous by National Bohemian beer.
1: Made famous by? Uh, would you call it their best? Milwaukee's best. You, you, <laughs> you could. Okay, I'm going to say yes, true. What do you think, Claire? Yep. Yes, Claire. What do you think, Michelle? I'll
0: go yes. I just Chester. so I'm
2: clear on the question, is Milwaukee, uh, is National Bohemian one of the things that made Milwaukee famous?
4: National Bohemian. I, I've never heard of National Bohemian. Some I'm people call it no. Natty Bo.
2: Natty Bo. A famous Baltimore beer. Uh, Natty Bo. Uh, Natty Bo. Not Milwaukee, but I, I was able to... Swindle all of you because you know Milwaukee is a beer city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Just an update: Spear Agnew died in 1996. He will be missed. He
2: he lived a lot longer than I thought. That's a scoop. (laughs) You're doing your own fact checking on the fly. Yep. All right, I have another one. Um, Is Milwaukee home to the band? What made Milwaukee famous? What made Milwaukee? You would think that
1: that would be the case. I think they're from Green Bay. I'm going to say no. What do you think, Claire? (laughs)
2: Um, does anybody know the band What made Milwaukee famous Well Claire no. does
3: Do I I do Yeah uh, I do You do <laughs> 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 uh, No
2: Okay
1: No Claire. Oh, Claire No What do you think Joe? Uh, What do you think Yusuf No No They're oh. from Boston But not Baltimore huh Nope What did make Milwaukee famous
2: Uh, Well You we might Bo? have to wait For more Natty questions Bo. No, no that's Baltimore, Baltimore. <laughs> No we didn't We've been um, over that Is Milwaukee The subject of the song What made Milwaukee famous I would, I would think it would have to be. I'm going to say yes. What do you think, Claire? Yeah, would do I It's like the band is named that. Like, it would have to be. Well,
1: no, I'm going to say if that's. What you do you, you, think, you give your answer. What I'm you not. Think,
2: I'm not intervening.
3: Um, I'll say no.
2: Michelle.
3: I'll
0: go no.
2: Yusuf.
4: I'll go no. Yes, it is. Yeah. What else would it be about? Would it be a, yeah. what
2: Schlitz, Schlitz? It's about Schlitz beer. It's about Schlitz beer and that made Milwaukee famous. So many beers in Milwaukee. Miller uh, Schlitz. Uh huh. Pabst. Right. Yeah. Why do they have so many beers there? I must be an immigrant population. There was there was a lot of uh, Germanic heritage oh, okay. that settled there in the in the 1800s. Okay, and that's the extent of my knowledge of Milwaukee. I'm, I'm fine. All right, uh, was Teddy Roosevelt shot there while giving a speech, which he finished, even after he was shot?
1: Mm. I know that someone gave a speech and was shot and finished, and that sounds like Teddy, because he was pretty tough. He was a, a rough, rough rider. rider. He was a rough rider not the Ottawa Rough Riders, not the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Those are rough rider. CFL teams. CFL teams. 3 downs, uh-huh.
2: 110 meters. Bigger balls.
1: Um it's true, look it up. Um I'm going to say I'm going to say no, that happened in Baltimore. What do you think, Claire?
3: I was going to say that too.
1: Oh, of course you were. So you're going to say no?
3: Yeah, I'm going to say no.
1: Michelle. I'm going to go no. You said
2: no. It's a yes.
1: What? No.
4: What?
2: Yes. He's given a speech in 1916 within, in Milwaukee. Within the city limits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, within the city I limits. I've never heard that. He then. got mm. shot. Houston.
2: Yeah, he carried on. Okay. Point Wait, too. what's
3: the metropolitan area covered by Milwaukee?
2: I don't know. That's a fact-checking intern But you would thing. think
4: there'd be a monument or something. I would to think so.
2: All right, you want to do the last one? Yeah. Yep. Milwaukee, known as Charm City.
1: Charm City. Mm. Charm City. Because of all the charms, I yeah, I'm sh- sure it seems charming to me. What do you think, Claire?
3: Well, if T.R. got shot there, I don't oh, think so. Good one. I'm gonna say no.
1: I like how you call him T.R. Yeah. You guys are buddies. Yeah. What do you first think, Michelle?
0: That wasn't his first name. Yeah, <laughs> his yeah. first name was <laughs> Teddy yeah, Theodore. Even. <laughs> Thanks for fact checking. that so. <laughs> Thank you. Michelle. I, I try. Um, I'm still gonna go with Claire. No.
2: No and charm. Say no. What do you think, Yusuf? No. No. No, but Baltimore is Charm City. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it's, not it's, even th- cre- it's not even that charming. One of its names is Cream City. Well, why? Um, Milwaukee uh,
4: is known as Cream City. Yeah, yeah, yes. Milwaukee's name was Cream City. Why? Apparently because of the cream oh, color of many of its brick buildings. Mm-hmm.
1: But also, there's a lot of dairy. That's a uh, type of... Cream is a type Wisconsin, of
4: dairy. but not necessarily Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, not necessarily So like you
1: can't find cheese within... The milk, Milwaukee milk. Well, actually, the
4: the, so the the cheese curds are really popular, and mm-hmm. I didn't know this until I went to my friend's wedding in Eau Claire, mm-hmm. but really good cheese is going to squeak. Yeah, yeah. And you don't find that in Milwaukee. You don't. No, nah. squeaky I cheese. mean, maybe cheese. some of these boutique places, but I, I didn't have no squeaky, squeaky cheese, cheese until I went to Man. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. If that had, sounds
2: like it would be a tell in some sort of like detective story. Yes. If I had squeaky cheese growing
1: up, I would— I would be much heavier than I am now. Squeaky cheese. Yeah. Did squeak would draw sound, you to it, it?
2: sounds so delicious. But you wouldn't eat it because you'd want to hear it squeak. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. You got uh, a follow-up? Yeah. Uh, Yusuf won. He won the quiz.
1: You won the quiz. <laughs> Let me ask you something. <laughs> yes. uh, so which day do you prefer? Friday or Sunday? Friday. You're probably working on a Friday more than you are on a Sunday. Maybe not. What What is it about Friday that you like better than Sunday?
4: Um, yeah, I would say Friday just because um, the f- the anticipation of the next day, mm-hmm. so i I, I work every day, yeah, um, but I think it's looking forward, okay, which would probably have So
2: is that a case of not what was the phrase? You're not applying hyperbolic con- conditionality?
4: No So I do appreciate the future and I have become future oriented.
1: There you go. Yeah. there you go but but then some would argue, although we're both Friday people, you're not living in the moment on a Sunday. You're Indeed, like, oh, and that's and that,
4: And you know what? That is a great point. I, I, we try to make those. Great um, point. You have and a don't follow you, Simon? up. Simon? Yes.
1: What do you think about black licorice? Do You like it? Not like it? Do not like. Do it. not. Of course, right. of course you don't. Of course you don't. Most Friday people don't. The so math checks out. We've got
2: your pay. There's a strong
4: correlation we've there. We've got you it's
2: The platinum ratio. Um, There's a strong two to one correlation. That's not it. No. What's that? They're two to one. The
1: 2 to one people prefer Friday to Sunday. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well. Friday people uh, disfavor Sunday people are more prone to like black liquor. Yes,
1: that's true. So Yusef, where can people follow you? Is are there social media that they that you can they can follow you, you on? You have a YouTube
2: channel? Yeah.
4: yeah. So um, um, all of our information is online dyer.lafayette.edu. D y e r. D y e r.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, you can follow us at some later date on Twitter. You can email us. We still don't have an Instagram, do we? We don't. Um, at veryspreadsandbutters at gmail We did um, not get to the mailbag. You can listen to our past episodes at www.veryspreadsandbutter.com.
2: May I mention one thing that we did get in the mailbag? What did we get? Uh, two points. Yes. Liam loves Vans. He does and love. He hates Garden State.
1: Okay, he loves the shoes Vans, right? Not just the, the vehicle.
2: Yeah, this came up when we talked about the shoes Vans last yeah. time, which okay. has prompted him to announce his his Okay. His love of of the shoes.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for contributing mail. But not mail. Garden State. Okay. Well, that's the mailbag. That's why we don't <laughs> use it that often. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Cool. Thanks so much for being in, Yusuf. Thank you for having ready me. To okay. Go. That headphones off. off.
2: So tell us about 100 nights, which is, means 100 nights from the end. 100 nights. 100 nights. 100 nights. This is a long-standing tradition at the college. Is it? I'm asking you. I don't know. I've heard of it. How do they count that? Like,
0: Congratulations. Do they, do they include
1: that night as the 100th night?
0: I think they just pick the Saturday closest to...
2: So it does count weekends, too. I was going to ask. If it's it's just, just business days? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they just pick this the first Saturday when we get back because it's close enough.
2: So what, what what does a student do on 100 nights? Is it like a prom for college?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a prom for college, but did, like like weirder. Nobody did, goes with like dates or anything like that. But
2: did you go to the Thousand Nights, which is also a thing?
0: Yes, I did when I was a freshman. And
2: did that feel like it was a prom for freshmen for first years?
0: It just felt, that felt more confusing in a lot of ways because I feel like nobody really un- like totally understood it.
2: But the alcohol level must be much higher. This one.
0: Well now people can buy drinks there.
2: Mm-hmm. So I wanna
1: know where it stops. Why why things? not two hundred and fifty nights? Why not five hundred nights? Why not seven hundred fifty nights? There's an elegance because to the thousand nice Why not a dozen nights? Well, it's a on, nice a, on a logarithmic scale.
2: Yeah, and I'm expecting the ten ten nights, ten nights. Ten nights. And then one night? Is it would it work for Yeah, one night? I'm
0: sure that ten nights oh, before graduation we will also still get drunk then. Yeah. yeah I probably
1: probably on one
2: night too.
0: Yeah. So I think we probably have that nailed. The college just doesn't throw events for those things.
2: So what, this was at Steel Stacks? In, yes. In uh, lovely Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Our sister city? hmm And uh, how did you get there? to take buses? By bus, yeah. From the college, provided buses to haul you over to Steel Stacks Yes. To have a party. Mm. Yes. For people who aren't here, Bethlehem is a really nice little town. It yeah. is
0: a nice city. A small city. It was it's where, it's really high. Is.
2: Yeah, it is. That was one of the big surprises when we moved here is that Bethlehem was kind of a quaint town. Yeah, yeah. didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And maybe people listening who aren't from here also wouldn't know that. Maybe not.
0: I did an escape room in Bethlehem, and that was fun.
2: Oh, these escape rooms. Was it snail mucus themed?
0: It was not. It was like chemistry lab themed, but also mad scientist lab themed.
2: So can we go back to uh, 100 Nights again? Yes. Uh, which was not escape room themed. Tragically. Mm-hmm. What was did it Did it have a theme? Was it under the sea?
0: It did not have a theme.
2: Just uh, 100 Nights. I did think there, that
0: uh, is the theme. Was there
2: food provided? Yes. What was the food?
0: There was pizza. There were pretzels. Was it like there a bar was, mitzvah? It was a little bit like a bar mitzvah. Yeah, that's probably the best description. Or, I'm sorry, As also, a mitzvah. It would, yeah, and it also had people like sort of dancing. Mm-hmm. But unlike most bar and bat mitzvahs, the girls and the boys did in fact dance with each other instead oh. of standing on opposite sides of the room. Oh wow, that's nice.
2: That is the it's difference progress. between the 13 and the 22 year olds. Exactly. How many people at this thing?
0: Um, the majority of my grade.
2: So there's 650 in the graduating class. Yeah, All I don't right.
0: know how many actually bought tickets, but it was a decent number oh, of people. You had to buy a ticket? Yeah.
2: You pay that tuition and they can't give you a ticket to 100 nights? Hey, don't start.
0: You're yeah, you're telling me. Um, What's the ticket run? Um, if you buy it early enough, it's $23. Oh if you God, don't, diff- it goes up to $43.
2: What the hell? I know. 30 bucks, that's okay. Wh- why do you have to pay anything? So.
1: Are you upset that that, that there's that students have to pay for anything once they step foot on campus for four years? Yeah, I'm M- continuously me? upset yeah. about it. Well, both of you.
0: I would really like if we didn't, especially like, books. Hey, I got
1: I get together with my friends and got a pizza. a Lafayette pay for it? You're paying $60,000
2: yeah, a year. Why they should buy, buy us more pizza. Buy a pizzas. medium pizza. All right, well, you're making an absurd, hyperbolic claim. I feel like I'm in the middle of this because uh, of whatever spectrum you've just defined. Mm Because I don't think, no, why would you expect Lafayette to pay for everything? But a Lafayette-sponsored event in honor of being 100 days away from your graduation that you expect all the seniors to attend, that's an institutional activity. I don't don't think there's an expectation that seniors attend. How much do they pay for athletics? What do they they have to pay to go to a sports game, huh? i i think that if uh they
1: could get money for a sports game they would i don't think oh? we're at a point now where uh but like necessarily they pay. make
0: us pay to go see like theater stuff uh that is like the college theater um performances and the student theater performances which the I mean. money goes to a charity but like because we I don't know. get uh, enough money to cover the budget for those
2: yeah i would not pay for 100 nights Can, does that mean i could have bought a ticket did I have to have a student ID? Oh, that's how that works.
0: You did have to show your ID to pick up your ticket, but...
2: I, ha- I mean, I have an ID.
0: Yeah, I think they probably would have been like, hey, you don't look like a senior, because I'm pretty sure they are not like they can't sell tickets to people who what aren't if seniors. I wore,
2: what if I wore a hat backwards? He, he looks like they a senior. Would, then it's just they a different w- definition of senior. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe they would think you were chaperoning. There were adults who worked for the school who had to be there.
2: They were faculty or I know
0: STEM. Dean Hunt was there. Oh,
1: no. chaperones. For, uh, past the show, Dean
2: Yeah, well that's I Kim. can't
0: imagine something drunk you know that they're not committing a crime.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, since we're on this, I would I would less I would be less interested in shepherding ten nights now that we've defined that. Oh, yeah.
0: Ten nights is gonna be messy.
2: I think one night is probably the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay in <laughs> yes. town.
1: Yeah.
0: Will our club the minute? Do you think they have a chance?
3: And tell me print.
2: Can we talk on on air? Can we do our countdown to the end? Like,
1: nah, we, let's just make it. Let's just make it a surprise.
4: Are yeah. you really disbanding various brands? Yeah. Why are you
1: doing that? We I, creative just differences. Just,
4: just creative <laughs> differences. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I
0: re, can I, I start g- using that as the answer? <laughs> yes.